0: That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised.
3: The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers, Saskatchewan's premier distillery. And by the Pile Bowens Brewing Company, brewed in the heart of Regina. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the Internet's only Hamdog Podcast. <laughs> I'm Joel Gaston with John Fraser, as usual. Uh, we have a few things to get to this week. As um, news came out, of course, that uh, Trevor Harris will not be the starting quarterback, nor will he appear at all in uh, this weekend's first preseason game against Winnipeg Blue Bombers here at Mosaic Stadium. I'm shocked, not
2: shocked, gif.
3: No, and I mean, for beyond the football reasons, because we will talk about this for a little bit, but uh, he's expecting another child. So, uh, naturally, Harris will not be at that game, and that's that's just fine. We'll get into that. Um, and some comments made by Craig Reynolds up in Saskatoon over the past week with some of the um, state of the team address, I guess, as they call it up there. Sort of a mini AGM minus, you know, the financial details that everyone's curious about. And
2: so... And more shorts, because mm-hmm. typically, you know, this is always done at rider training camp where, you know, if you don't wear shorts, you get heat stroke.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, especially this past year, there's a few days there's been like oh.
2: 30. It's been hot. And, it, and, and add on, add on <clears throat> some smoke for the lungs and the the guys have been through it. I am i wouldn't be subs- – again, as we've discussed, I did not attend a second of training camp, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the puke count was at an all-time high betwixt the smoke and uh, the heat.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, so some different variations to go off of that as well. And as of course, as well, also uh, CFL streaming debuted over the weekend. I uh, will touch on that a little bit as well and sort of where that could be heading. Um, but before we get into all that,
2: there was a dumb meme I said to John the other day. <laughs> as one often does. As mm. we, again, I feel like 50% of our communication is done ver- during this weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. The other 50% is just memes going back and forth through the week. More or less. Um, it was, uh, I, well, we obviously don't know how true the story
3: is, but really, facts don't matter. Right. And it was, the meme basically said, someone bought hot dog buns by mistake, but was meant to make hamburgers. So they shaped hot hamburgers like a hot dog to make ham dogs. Which I... So, I, I mean, I, I sent that out to a few people thinking, yeah, that's kind of funny. And then I started to think about it. And then John started to think about it. And one of my group chat with some friends
2: started to think about, it, and we're all like, "You know what? This is actually a really good idea." Oh, it's a brilliant idea! <laughs> like, it's definitely like I would be a little worried with the ham dog. Like, you'd have to make it the right girth. Oh well, yeah, to make sure that it was cooked all the way through. But like, but there's I, I, so I many mean, there's... practical applications. Yeah, I, and that just that
3: idea came up too. It's like, well, what if you made it too thick? And it was under undercooked in the middle. I'm like, well, you could do that with a patty as well. So I mean.
2: Hundred percent. I yeah. mean we've all I mean, who hasn't shamefully undercooked a patty, cut it in half, and had to do the walk of shame back to your barbecue? Mm-hmm. Uh one of the local radio stations... actually, no, it was the local station and Lloyd was talking about the worst walks of shame ever. And I think the recooking walk of shame back to your barbecue after you got like everybody at the table ready to eat and you notice yeah. your burgers are pink, you gotta go back out. That's the number one. That's past any other walk of shame, in my humble opinion.
3: It's really there because and so what made the ham dog so interesting was the more yes. I thought about it. I was like, okay, I think number one, it's a better bacon delivery vehicle. 100%. You can wrap the bacon all the way around it, and then you got bacon in every bite, rather than do you do the crisscross? Do you break them into pieces and kind of build a little bit of a, you know, a mesh on top? Like, what do you do? There's so many different ways to put it on top of a burger, and they're, they're not bad. But if you could wrap that entire thing around with bacon... You know, par it a little bit in the oven, get it kind of getting there, sort of oh, crispy yeah, yeah. and then finish I, it on the barbecue, yeah,
2: okay, okay. now we're on to something. i mm-hmm. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. and then two, you you you're right. You maximize your bacon and 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 meat bites uh-huh. on top of that, I'm just thinking, like you know whenever you bite into a good cheeseburger, it kind of gets slidey and yeah. the lettuce goes everywhere and the tomato and like, Next thing you know, your burger sauce or whatever you put on there is is is, is gone. Um, this way, you could actually put the cheese on top. It would melt into the bun. You could put your burger sauce on that. Um, I think I've just figured out what I'm making for supper on Friday.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. And I mean, it has its limitations. Like I the, some of the fancier burgers with lots of different toppings and that sort of stuff, I don't really know how far you could go with it. But in terms of like sort of your basic burger... Like, if you want to get, like, bougie and do a lot of weird things, you maybe still need to stick with the patty. But if you're just kind of putting some cheese, maybe a little bit of, you know, bacon, maybe even you could do, like, a really good, like, chili dog style, basically. Oh, yeah. On there. There's a lot of different toppings you could still put on it, like, all your sort of basics, but... Yeah, I'm thinking this is something I think we all are going to have to attempt at some point here. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh almost certainly, especially the bacon wrap. The bacon wrap gets to me because I feel like your bacon wrapped hot dogs, like the juice just mm-hmm. slides off the greasy dog, and like I feel like the the beef would absorb it. So yes, ham dogs wrapped in bacon are going to happen. There might even be a video. I would say now, see, it's funny talking about this all this you know, burger stuff, as I'm I'm sure me like many people had my full first like family barbecue of the year this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Problem-wise, I had spent the afternoon cleaning out the garage, setting up a pool for the kids. So, like, by the time he was cooking time, I'm like, that's it. I found Uno IPA on sale. And b- by the time I got to making burger sauce, mm-hmm. three of those Unos were down. And I had my usual basic ingredients, you know, like your, your mayo, your relish. But, Joel, I don't know how I did it because I never measure. But I made the best GD burger sauce I've ever made in my life. Oh, yeah. And I was drunk, and I don't remember how I did it.
3: Did you put hoisin, like, in
2: <laughs> no, <there is> no <laughs> hoisin in it? No, there bur- no hoisin in the burger sauce. But I can assure you, unlike the hoisin in a Caesar disaster.
3: That might have actually tasted okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, and this wasn't like a, I'm drunk, this tastes great. Like yeah. I took it for lunch the next day, and I'm like, holy shit, this is good burger <laughs> sauce. I ate it again today, and I'm like... Holy shit! I wish I knew what I put in this. For it is my forever elusive burger sauce. Like, and it's Well, you know, like... you
3: know what's gonna have to happen then is you're gonna have to grab another four pack of uno. I know, it's terrible. Drink three of them, and then maybe you'll be in the right state of mind to do it again. Right. No, that's a. Brilliant <clears> plan. It's like that's this always that's what always works in the movies, right? Like people forget stuff, and then they're like, "Oh wait, I was drunk when I did it, or I was high when I did it." Surely then I will remember, right? No, certainly. It's
2: like. <laughs> It's or it's like that one Jackie Chan movie where he's like he gets drunk and he's a kung fu master. Uh-huh. This is this is why I have two windows open. This is Jackie Chan drunk movie. Uh it is The Drunken Master a 1978 action comedy. We have the most obscure movie reference of the year already done.
3: Yeah, I mean that was Gonna come from you regardless. So yeah,
2: <laughs> that's and it's funny. I'm not even that big of a movie guy. <laughs> I just my my honestly. Every weekend when Dad was home, mm-hmm. we go to the old Atticoken Video Store, and we we'd go past all the new releases. We go past all the family movies, and we'd find whatever the fuck Jackie Chan was in, and that's what we watched. Uh, I, wish a well, lot I was a little Jackie- worried about
3: where that story was going. <laughs> 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 not gonna lie
2: (laughs) you were thinking you were gonna have to edit me for the first time ever no I
3: probably would have left it in but (laughs) Uh, we went past the new releases we went past the family section we went through the beaded wall and uh you know (laughs)
2: The worst part was, hey, <laughs> this was only legend, because they didn't have the beaded wall in Atticoken. you okay. know, growing up in middle and northern Ontario. Yeah. Apparently, you had to ask the clerks for the porn. <laughs> I never did. I was never old enough before the video was sore closed. But apparently, the rumor was around town, you could go up and be like, hey, excuse me, Mr. Clerk, that I went to high school with, I would like some Pornography. And then somebody knew, somebody had to watch, like, no self-serve checkout, what you were getting in the small town of Attico, Ontario. Grammy, I'm sorry for that story.
3: <laughs> uh, a team that is hoping that is not sorry for their story this year will be the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, I
2: don't know how you just turned me <clears throat> talking about small town porn rentals into a transition, but God damn it, Gas and well. I bought. mean... It's there, I guess. I guess so. um,
3: yeah, camp's well underway. Trevor Harris won't be playing uh, this week. Uh, a few different odds and ends to get throughout throughout the course of camp so far, and the CFL through I guess half a week, quarter of a week, a sort of week of the preseason. I don't know, whatever you want to call the weird a first game, minute. the weird first preseason game that they have to play after the first week because there's nine teams in this league. Yeah,
2: but technically on the internet they're calling it week one.
3: Sure, we'll let's go with go that. With that. Uh, but before we get into all that, as usual, John, um, if you've forgotten what we've been talking about, what is in the glass this week?
2: <laughs> I was lazy. I'm almost out of vodka, which is a shocker in this house, I know. Uh, so on the way home from a very long workday, I grabbed a Lucky Bastard Zero Sugar Saskatoon Berry Iced Tea. Uh, I like now that like society's kind of accepted that even as like, oh, I'm big manly man, I drink beer... A guy can just go in and pick up a six-pack of these things and just enjoy them, too, without, like, judgment. And I can come on the pod and be like, listen, these are great. There's no sugar. Uh, and they were just on sale at Sobeys Liquor. So, uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic. Give them a try. Um, they're actually, selling, like, hotcakes now. Like, oh, my God. I yeah. had such a hard time finding them today. Like, I, I know they, there's always ample supply if you actually head to the distillery. But, like, yeah. tonight I went into Sobeys. And they had been moved from like right out front in the cooler section to kind of buy like shitty Alberta mock craft beer because there was just that few of them, so uh <clears throat> they are selling like the proverbial hot cake rightfully, so they taste great hmm uh
3: twelve packs coming soon from my understanding they're gonna be pretty good price on the shelf as well, so uh keep an eye out for that uh for me in honor, I guess uh, I didn't really plan it this way, but it worked out. Of the uh, pending closure of the original Nine Mile Legacy Taproom, yeah. where John and I have, of course, shared a few beers over the years. <laughs> oh, well, um, yep. Fret not, one of the OGs in this province is not closing. They just they opened a new brewery a number of months ago. And um, they've been looking to sort of bring someone into that taproom, hoping someone would kind of take over the space as is and do something with it. I uh, guess they weren't successful on that front, so it's just going to kind of go out, out on the open market now. Hopefully something cool goes in there, but I guess we'll have to see. Um, I assume there'll be another tap room opening at their new location, which isn't far from their current location. Yes. Um, so yeah, get on the lookout for that. New cool things on the way from Nine Mile. Uh, for me, I grabbed a pack for the weekend of the Humans versus Robots. Ooh. So this is a thing they did a few weeks ago, or I guess probably longer than that when they actually brewed the beer. Um so basically, they asked ChatGDP, ChatGPT, whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> I'm so with it these days. Um, the,
2: the, the, the thing that's going to take over the world like yeah. Skynet.
3: <clears throat> the AI ask you ask AI a question and it comes up with something thing. Um, to come up with a recipe. So they basically, they ask people what kind of beers to make. So they ask for a fruity goza. Um, they ask the AI what, you know, sort of to spit out a recipe for this thing. Yes. Uh, with some tweaks, because apparently the original recipe was eleven percent, which I would have been okay with, but I understand why <laughs> they maybe toned that down a bit for the eleven <laughs> percent goza, I could only imagine. God, that would be dangerous. Um so basically they came up with a recipe, uh their head brewer came up with a different recipe. Uh more or less it basically comes down to the robots decided that we were going to make a Saskatoon berry a version, and the um the human version is one with uh, rhubarb ginger. Ooh. Rhubarb ginger, of course, most Gozas have coriander and salt already in them. So that's kind of where that led. Uh, for me, I enjoyed the human version just because it's more of like a... It was more of a little bit of a unique and interesting flavor than Saskatoon, which is flavored in many products. And uh, yeah, I just found it a little more interesting, a little lighter, and just a
2: little more refreshing, a little drier too, which I also like in a beer. So So you were siding with the humans. Absolutely,
3: I may the be biased ro- as a human,
2: though. No, no, but that's also fair. But the robots will find you and vaporize mm-hmm. you uh, when the uprising inevitably happens, Joel.
3: I, it's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I,
3: this planet's increasingly unlivable anyway, so I mean,
2: so like you're you're not you're not talking about you know you're not going to be like one of the last survivors in like the Terminator movies. You're just going to be like, all right, cool.
3: For what? Like, to, for what purpose, really? Like, that's honestly, like thinking. if something takes, if something comes and invades Earth and humans are screwed. I don't want to fight to the end. Who cares? If we're gonna lose anyway, what's the point? That's. The, see, let's just get it over with.
2: Like, <laughs> and let's face it. Everybody goes through like, yeah, I'm gonna survive the apocalypse, Mad Max style, and I'm gonna like nah. shank things and have blades and stuff. No, bud, you're gonna die from diarrhea from drinking contaminated water mm-hmm. or leftover subway lettuce. <laughs> We know it'll still be there, so. <laughs> would! I mean, the bread would be for sure. What do they say? That's like 10% yoga mat? Probably.
3: I mean, the chicken will probably be there still, too, right? It's not chicken, so. It's soy, so. So basically, yeah, the, the apocalypse is not worth surviving because Subway oh. will be the only thing left.
2: <laughs> no merry prep. <brats. laughs> No Cuckoo's Pizza. No no Beaks, no Dandies, no Dark Side Donuts.
0: <laughs>
2: no Nestor's Bakery. No. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, no Chicken Fingers at High Key. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Fuck, Not even, like, Boston Pizza. Just Subway. <laughs> well, let's face it. Okay, and and, like, I know you and I are support local first, support local all yeah. the way, always go local, but... I will give kudos to Boston Pizza for knowing what it is. hundred mm, percent, yeah. You can get a decent meal they they don't tolerate your kids. they welcome your kids, which as a dad is huge. so mm-hmm. no, and, I get it I and get they it. can and even though it's shitty industrial beer, they give it to you in a giant fucking receptacle for very little money in relative terms. So
3: a number of locations do have a local option in cans too, which is good.
2: Yes, like the time I found a hazy IPA from Rebellion that literally had dust on the top, but I did not care. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, there won't be any dust on Trevor oh. Harris, even though he will not be playing this weekend. Um, the announcement came late last week that, of course, Trevor Harris will not be playing in this game whatsoever. And honestly, even if he was not missing because he was missing the game because he was uh, expecting the birth of his, I believe, third child, it's. You probably shouldn't have played anyway. So I'm no. just like, okay, number one, we're going to get this straight out of the way. I'm not saying just because it's a preseason game we shouldn't have played. Um, you'd be hard pressed to find a game for me where I would say, yeah, you should probably play instead of that. The right. only time I would maybe get iffy about it, and I'm pretty sure he might as well. And maybe would probably be the playoffs in the Grey Cup. But any other regular season game, I don't care how important it is. You should be able to figure out a way to win a regular season game without guy, even if you one guy, even with even if he's your starting quarterback.
2: No, no, certainly. And anybody that thinks otherwise, that's uh, I, I, I got a little violent on Twitter one night and might have been fueled by some Saskatoon I Uh But anybody suggesting that this guy should not should. Well, he's already got two kids. He shouldn't be like, come on like you said gas it's a preseason game it's a regular season game i mean how many times do you watch like the super bowl and it, there's stories like like you know so and so's partners there with their obgyn and like yeah. it, he might have to go in the middle like if they're talking like if a team is legitimately cool with a guy in the middle of a championship game going like yo i i got to go like a preseason game is so irrelevant and y- you and i i think think the same yeah. i don't think especially in a place like Saskatchewan where your, your starting quarterback is your undisputed starter and looked really good in camp from all accounts. Mm. There's no need to put him out there for game one, even more yeah. so if he's having a kid. And and uh, to me, as a guy that's been through that three times, I would say the only reasonable excuse would be a great cup game. Yeah. Like even a playoff game, eh, like it just, it, it means so much more. And anybody mm. that's that, and, and, anybody that's out there that says otherwise has never been through it and and because that shit changes your life and this is me speaking to you a little bit too as you know you've you've got this coming in july oh no the second it happens nothing else matters you hold your baby son or daughter for the first time and it's just holy shit (laughs) nothing matters and why do you smell like poop
3: yeah, I mean, and in, and in fairness, um, I haven't gone back and looked too, too much at sort of the comments, but I, I saw a couple, but for the most part, the comments at least I saw on the initial post on the 3Down Twitter account were all fairly positive. Um, some of them seemingly just for the reason that it was a preseason game, but hey, whatever, the reason's the reason right. and that's fine. Um, so ultimately, yeah, I think even had this, had you know, the scenario not played out, What's he, you know, maybe he plays a couple of series and most I understand you generally want to put the guy in at home a little bit rather than versus the road, but that's just the way the schedule worked out for them this year. And I mean, the guy's a what, 15 year vet or whatever at this point, I don't think it's really going to make that big of a difference, even if yeah. it is like a new team in a new offense, but it's a new offense that everyone's learning at the same time, not just one that he has to learn. So I think that sort of helps so a little bit that they're all figuring this out in practice together versus you know, I could probably use a few game reps because y'all know what you're doing and I don't.
2: Well, th- and that's and that's exactly it. And, I mean, we've joked about it right here in this space that the first preseason game is essentially what a- your future mortgage broker insurance agent is going to have his jersey framed yeah. uh, from that one game he played before he gets cut. Like... Let's face it. Like there, you're that first preseason game. You're not even looking for execution. You're just looking for a guy or two to stand out and get some tape on some guys and make decisions on those guys. And so, again, we've talked about it, and 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 feel free. Anybody that's out there, call me out on social media. But I can't think of a guy that won a job in preseason that was a veteran outside of Corey Sheets in the past.
0: Easier said, done.
2: Right, so, I mean, I'm not saying it's irrelevant, but it's pretty irrelevant. The one spot where I think it maybe
3: isn't super irrelevant is if they say, if Craig Dickinson and what everyone is saying is true, is that it is a completely wide-open battle for the backup quarterback, then I think it makes even more sense that you basically don't play Trevor Harris because... The the other three guys are the guys you need to figure out right now. Right. You kind of have an idea of what you're looking at in Mason Fine, So maybe you give him the first quarter, see if he's still at a level you think he is or where he would go from there. Uh, Jake a gala from all a, you know, from a lot of accounts, sounds like he's having a pretty good camp. Yeah. And same with Shea Patterson, sort of a guy who was okay at Michigan, I guess you could say. Um, so, I mean, between the three of them, mostly Levi Lewis's cut recently. So you're down to those three guys realistically kind of battling for probably maybe two, maybe three spots, depending on how they want to, maybe all four of them can fit with the practice roster. Who knows? Right. Um, But I, I, you know, that's kind of what you want to look at. So you're probably looking at maybe I would say this is how I would break down the game. I'd probably do a quarter of Mason fine. I do a quarter and a bit of Jake in the second quarter into the third And then I would let Shea Patterson finish out the game. And then you maybe have a better idea at that point who your number two going into the season is. And it's, you know, okay, maybe Mason Fine got the least amount of time, but you kind of already know what you have in that. And you just see if the other two guys can beat him out
2: well oh that's that's exactly it and you see who's gonna be the best and and to quote was the was this chamberlain or jones that always just say when the bullets are flying or when the bodies are flying right i think yeah. that was a Corey chamberlain line but sounds it, like
3: it's that sounds way too many like way
2: too many words for chris jones <laughs> <laughs> it's not a grunt. it's not a grunt as he texts one of the local morning uh, tv hosts so um you do have to see what you have in these guys, but even like Dalek Gallo was with the team last year, you yeah. got a pretty good idea of fine. I mean, he, he was fine last year. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 what your first preseason game should should be about, and working mm-hmm. on your young guys and, and for me, seeing what the young guys on the offensive line and your draft picks and you know, getting their future jerseys for when they're trying to sell you something down the line.
3: One of the more interesting things, I guess, that's come out of camp so far, um, every year they've started doing the state of the team address up in Saskatoon now yeah. during camp, uh, which it. which gives the fans up there sort of an opportunity to interact with Craig Dickinson, Jeremy O'Day, and Craig Randall's on a level they don't always get to do it because right. the is always here in August, I believe.
2: So that's and, sort and, of... And the AGM is more about business <clears throat> and less yeah. about football. Like yeah. this, the, the The state of the team thing is kind of a nice blend of both.
3: Yeah. So a few little interesting tidbits to come out of that, of course. Lots of football talk, obviously, when you get the fans involved, and that's fine. Um, there's kind of a, a weird sort of thing going on right now organizationally with this team, where in some regards, I feel like they're getting it a bit, and in yeah. others, maybe they're, they're not quite there yet, and we'll, we'll get <laughs> to that in a second. But there's a couple of things they've done, which I think are going to be quite interesting to track what kind of difference they make, and it's you know, it's obviously not just one of these things. It's a combination of things that is going to refill the building. It's never just one thing. Right. Um, And that's, of course, they've decided that they've trimmed the prices on about 9,000 tickets. So about a third of the stadium has seen a price reduction.
2: Which which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a giant first step. And it's weird that that's something that we discussed with the pod and then we discussed outside of the pod that actually happened. So i love to see the team making that step and going that direction. To me, it's, it's, it's huge to watch them listen to the fans and react to that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think they didn't really have much of a choice and obviously no. lots of people were talking about this Um because it, I mean, it was pretty much the same where they averaged last year, 26. So it was about the same 7,000 tickets that went unsold pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. So There's your nine there. If you drop those prices a bit, maybe you sell a few more of them. I don't, it's not I don't think it's going to be the point where it's going to sell out every game suddenly because it's a little cheaper up there. But that's kind of, I would imagine they're thinking in this one, okay, maybe we can get a few more butts and seats if these undesirable tickets are a little cheaper. And the other thing they did, they announced, um, we have not seen sort of the details of what's what here, uh, but every sort of concession stand will have at least a one $5 item. That's awesome. Which I assume is not a drink, but, like, food.
2: (laughs) No, but, like, if it's a $5 hot dog or a $5 popcorn, it's just something that, like, when you bring the kids, Mm. and and parenting is one part salespeople. Yeah. You know, the kids are like, I want the foot dog hot dog. Well, how about you have the $5 nachos instead, right? Like, things like that 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 make it more affordable when you get into the building is also a huge, huge step, right? Like, I, I... like. I've been blessed in my ability to not pay for tickets often while I've been to sporting events here in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I've got lots of connections and things like that. So I often haven't had to pay for tickets, which is amazing, but I still drop a hundred bucks. Like by the time huh. I have a beer and I feed the kids and, and you know, it's a special treat for the kids. So they want to go and they want to eat. They want to have nachos and everything. So if there's like a $5 item that I can just shove in their faces, hot dog, nachos, whatever, popcorn, that's awesome. That's a huge step forward and, and and I'm a huge fan. And but watch out if that somehow somebody goofs and puts $5 craft beers on there. I'm gonna be like <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm just gonna be thro- I'm just gonna hand them my credit card and throw up my hands and crush them and drink them like I'm Stone Cold.
3: Yeah, I, I don't assume that one's gonna happen. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but imagine if it did, gas. Could you imagine if somehow somebody goofed and we get five $5 white IPAs? <laughs>
3: It would be splendid. I mean, it wouldn't help me much as I, when you're there as a credited media, it says on the back you're not allowed to drink. So see, that's
2: that's uh, the, that's the funny thing is that's yeah. why I've never <clears throat> once gotten my credentials. And uh, it sounds like I might actually be in the building for the home opener wearing my Sergio jersey. Uh, so if uh, anybody I know, uh, Dave, Jock, Grammys, and Attacokin, come up say hi. Uh, I'll I'll be the one guy with a Sergio jersey. Um, drinking a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a couple
3: steps forward in that regard. We'll have to see kind of how it how it all works out. But uh, on the other end of it, and it's not necessarily this is something the writers have announced recently, but it's sort of what we're seeing other teams doing and looking back here and being like, hmm. Uh, the yes. Alouettes uh, announced their home opener halftime act. And it's, of course, going to be Our Lady Peace. Oh, uh, the first so official good. band of Mosaic Stadium, as they blight here about 10 times in a year. <laughs> and but they're
2: still so good. I love sure. Our Lady Peace.
3: For sure. Um, the BC Lions, I believe, are having like a two-day block party down Robson awesome. by BC Place, uh, which includes the headliner of The Trues. And by I've heard from some man. some people, I haven't actually looked it up myself yet, that they've kind of still been teasing their home opener halftime act, to maybe even be bigger than that, obviously. So, That's, what, what? basically what we're saying is here, okay, these aren't necessarily, you know, this isn't One Republic, this isn't like the big, or yeah, One Republic, this isn't like some gigantic, these gigantic worldwide bands, but they are bands that say people under the age of, I don't know, 50, 60, might be interested in, and may have kids that they may bring to the stadium that day, that they may in turn eventually turn into fans if they're able to continue bringing them to said stadium,
2: Right. See. Uh, and that's the thing. You see a lot of people <laughs> going, oh, well, uh, uh halftime's not going to bring anybody in. It's not going to not bring anybody in. Yeah. Like, and I, I think, and, and, and again, kudos like the riders with the, with some of their videos and with the lower ticket prices and the cheap and the cheap food options. Kudos to all of that. But I still think that it's like radio here in Saskatoon. People don't realize that dads now, we're in our 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. Like, we grew up on. I remember going to the bar. Oh, my Ontario came out there. Um, yeah, I, I remember that going, ever. Oh. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Barry iced teas are pretty good. Uh, <laughs> going to the bar. Um, and, like, you know, you heard the trues and stuff. I went to lots of true shows, partied yeah. at them, all great through my formative years. Our Lady Peace, of course. Like,. And, and like, and, and, again, I see this as a guy that enjoys Kim Mitchell,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but, like, you almost need to realize that my dad probably enjoys Kim Mitchell more, and he's 60 now, right? Like, yeah. you need to bring in the Our Lady piece, the trues, like, that. that's the kind of people you need to bring in to just give that extra little carrot to get people out to bring their kids, right? Like... I know my kids love live music uh they they want to see more bands and it's hard when it's not the stuff that i'm listening to in my car every single day with the kids there right so i i again the writers have done mostly good stuff and in 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 all of this i'm going to enjoy watching kim mitchell the home opener (laughs) i'm not gonna lie but i do think that i'm the minority being 36 years old and enjoying a kim mitchell concert
3: i mean not necessarily but it's just it just kind of misses the mark sort of on where the league needs to be going. And this is and again, it's not just one thing. It's not one concert that's going to fix everything, obviously. No. It's it's just it's a culmination of things where all of it kinda of comes together and eventually it starts to work. And I mean we'll have to I guess we'll have to see. Maybe we'll be proven wrong. Maybe the Kim Mitchell thing will be great to bring sort of the some, you know, disenfranchised fans from the last couple of years who are maybe a little older that are core, you know, sort of core season ticket people back, maybe. Okay. Maybe now, that that see- ma- that maybe that matters, and maybe they have some other things up their sleeve that they're waiting to announce that will sort of veer off that path a
2: little bit. See, okay, and you're not wrong on that gas, because, you know, it's no secret, Craig Reynolds and I had a conversation after the home opener about some of the things they can track, and I do think a lot of it was your rural fans that weren't coming out to the games en masse like they used to, so maybe that does get get some of the people from small towns out because, let's face it, I mean, you know, your news tastes a little different in small town. I thought Bon Jovi was revolutionary <clears throat> playing hockey for the Attico Voyageurs back in the you know late '90s, early 2000s. So,
3: mm-hmm. now you did mention that you could be at this game, and if you appeared at this game, yes, you would be doing so in your. <laughs>
2: jersey (laughs) i of course there's there's no other jersey i can wear now Mm. right like that's gotta be the one i gotta rock riders bombers i gotta ride up i'm gonna crush beers i will uh as i will be there i i'm Mm. gonna make the full proclamation considering i just booked tickets on a ride there and back that i will be there in my search
3: and i bring that up because it seems um, another team has fallen victim to the cutting Sergio curse.
2: <laughs> and granted,
3: it was a preseason game. Doesn't matter. But the Edmonton Elks, um, yeah, their kicker missed a kick that was fairly easy right before halftime. And um, to tell you, I mean, we saw this in Winnipeg all last year. We've seen this in the past when teams had left, left Sergio completely unsigned. But yeah, yep. not signing or moving on from Sergio rarely ends well.
2: And I love the fact that after the Edmonton Elks kicker misses a couple kicks in the preseason opener, the man that they went, ah, you're cheaper. You're good. Come on in. And got rid of our boy, Sergio. I love the fact that the first day of, of bomber camp, Sergio is out there hitting like 56, 57-year-old nu- yard nukes. Like just hitting bombs, according to everybody in attendance. So I'm uh, happy for that. I did. I sent Sergio a message. I said, uh, glad to see you're back in blue. Uh, I felt dirty cheering for you last year, because I really did, because I hate Chris Jones.
3: Yeah, and it was interesting. I was able to witness that miskick, thanks to uh, CFL Preseason Live, I believe they're calling it. Huh. Um, <clears throat> I know you didn't see the game, because you were a busy family Yes, and um, I have to say, though, I was actually fairly pleasantly surprised, and I think that's sort of the the theme of that whole thing that came across, because this was sort of our first uh, foray into sort of the CFL plus, at least what we're going to get in Canada out of the six preseason games that will not be on uh, TSN or RDS. And it was okay. Like for the price, like basically all you do, you go to CFL.ca, you click, there's a, I believe under the video tab or something, you click where it says CFL preseason live. Uh, There's a prompt to put in your name and an email and then boom,
2: there's the stream. It's under schedule for the record.
3: Yeah, wherever it was, yeah, I, I found it was pretty easy.
2: Now, 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 see, I'm glad that it was okay, mm-hmm. but and the quality, like the quality itself,
3: was fine. I mean, we're sort of at the mercy of what cameras are in stadiums right now, which are right. generally pretty good. And I mean, the sound was just chqr, so it, but it was all synced up fine. There was a little bit of a weird hiccup at the start where there was, you know, there was the radio feed going on, so you had all the commercials and different things happening. There was a live mic in the booth, I believe. Maybe that's how the sound synced up better, so you could hear them. There was nothing bad going on, but you could hear the odd thing being said. And then they had the mic of the Anthem going on all at the same time, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> but then by the time Is the- this what I'm getting? <laughs> by the time the game actually started, though, everything was fine. Um, no real issues. I guess there was a couple of minor hiccups in terms of, some of the- most of the breaks, they put up one of those sort of generic sort of graphic things that says the stream will return after the break or whatever. They missed it a couple of times on the other end of it. So you could tell because the radio broadcast was going. So you'd hear, like, the radio commercials through the break, and then you would hear the broadcast return, and you hear a play, and you'd be like, "Uh, But, I mean, that happens. It's fine. No big deal on that end. But, yeah, I mean, for a preseason game, for the price, for
2: everything, I was like, yeah. That wasn't half bad. (laughs) And, and again, I... (laughs) My familying was okay, no problem what I'm gonna do I'm gonna have a nice relaxing day get to set up the pool for the kids maybe mm. putts around in the backyard. Then I found a mummified mouse in my garage and had to do a deep clean of it. So um, that's why I didn't get to watch it but I did want to piggyback on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know this is great for us here in Canada that we can we can take in all the CFL preseason games but it sounds like this is gonna be the way to go for most of the games in the states that aren't on CBS Sports Network. And it sounds like an unmitigated disaster. Well, it's just going to be the TSN feed on at that point. No, no, I mean, the TSN feed's going to be good. Yeah. But what I mean by a disaster is the fact that there's no app, there's yeah. no smart TV app. So you're basically, you got to watch on your desktop computer on your phone. And I reached out to. I mean,
3: I, I, yeah. And like the video player that they were using didn't have like Chromecast support or anything like that. But I mean, I, I casted the tab to my Chromecast. So it's not as
2: good but it was still fine right so it's it's there's a workaround but a couple of complaints that you know and and i reached out to believe it or not i have friends and i have friends across the international border so i reached out to a couple of my buddies uh, on twitter and the big thing is is a the no smart tv app and b no games on demand so you have no way to watch yeah when the game's over right so I, i know we were we were happy about the cbs like Largely happy about the CBS Sports Network deal and going, hey, there's some money there for it. It's going to grow. But to me, like, it just seems like, okay, we, this... We, we is...
3: were happy with it depending on what they followed it up with.
2: Right, and to me, the... they just shat their pantaloons.
3: Yeah, like, clearly, I, I would gather that they probably got sort of a take-it-or-leave-it offer from ESPN that was essentially probably close to the same deal that they already had from them before. So they passed on it, and... <sighs> Couldn't find anything else is my guess. Uh, Maybe the CW came knocking, but they didn't want to be on the same place as Live Golf.
2: And, (laughs) you know. Who would would broadcast something (laughs) in the same place as Live Golf? Sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah.
3: And so this is kind of where they ended up. I mean, I'm hoping that maybe into the future there's some improvements on this because, I mean, if you're an American CFL fan, the fact that it's free is phenomenal. I, yes. I, I, I'm not smart enough to understand how they monetize that. Maybe there is a way for them to string some revenue out of it. I don't know. I don't know if it's enough to really make much of a difference, but I guess that's for them to figure out, not me. Fanatics will give... Yeah. Fanatics
2: will buy ad space. Uh, add space. <laughs> Fanatics buys ad space on everything.
3: I mean, I guess this is what Genius Sports is for, is they should probably figure this stuff out, right? So... <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's okay. So that's great, but I just... I don't see a scenario where okay, you know... All the CFL games are free on CFL.ca if you're in the United States, but other than the people you already have, how many are going to travel to CFL.ca to watch football games?
2: I don't know. Well, well that, that's exactly it. You have to make it easily accessible. I do, them not putting it behind a paywall is good because you're not going to lose fans. I know yeah. in my many years of, of working in and out of the National Lacrosse League, adding a paywall was an absolute disaster for viewership. Uh, and removing it was, and before, and then removing it was, was okay, but, uh, yeah, you're right, you're hardcore, you have to make it accessible, and maybe, maybe you're watching a CBS Sports Network, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll stream this game on my laptop, but it just seems like, especially with, like, smart TVs having every app under the sun these days, yeah, it seems I mean, like a you... bit of a, a ball drop that you have to find yeah. a bit of a workaround to stream it.
3: Yeah, like if you're gonna do this... You need to go all in, and yeah, like there, sh- it should easily be accessible through the CFL app. Um, if is that even still a thing? I don't know. And then at the very least, yeah, there should be these supported, you know, sort of streaming services through whatever video player they need to use on the website. So there should be probably a, you know, sort of a different website from it all together. Um, you go on, you log in, you do the video. There should be archives as well, and the archives should be available to everyone frankly and yes then yeah it should have either your chromecast your fire stick your apple tv whatever you're using you should be able to stream it right onto that from the video player rather than doing some other sort of weird you know hack around to make that work
2: right yeah you have to make it easy and, I, and it's almost like a challenge for us young fans that we're going to find a way to make it work but yeah yeah they, they should be making it easier but it, it's funny that Something that's that's happening in Canada that we're getting the preseason games finally getting the streams of all them, which is which is cool, is also like a failure in the U.S. where they're just you know burying it. And again, like only your hardcore fans, same thing, are watching the preseason preseason streams. Like even me, being Captain Bomber fan, will probably not be watching the stream. Uh, I'll just be listening on the radio while I do yard work uh, for the, uh, for the uh, preseason game betwixt my bombers and the riders.
3: Yeah, I mean, the Stamps Elks game, I tuned into the first half and then there was a weather delay in the middle of halftime and I was like, okay, I'm done with this now. That's, so,
2: that's so that game, so, so funny story, that game took so long that I went from I'm just going to sort out the garage a little bit to oh my god, I found a dead mouse to I'm half done preparing a barbecue for my family. It's a yeah. game of a long game. That's that's a long game. That's what she said. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant.